The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Today is Sunday, July 19th. My name is Dave Spano. Good morning, Southwest Florida. Busy show today. We're glad you're here. What are the challenges unique to women when it comes to financial planning? Well, we've got a segment that'll take a look at that. Also today, we have Brian Fiore, who is our branch director here in our Naples office. He and the team are ready to help with investment and retirement planning. And you can start at AnnexWealth.com by clicking the Get Started button. Let me go around the room and say hello to Mark Oswald, Chief Compliance Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Good morning, gentlemen. And Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Good morning. How are you? You guys uh, enjoyed the week. The weather was beautiful, of course, and the, the markets were active as well. This was the beginning of earnings season, Derek, and what we did see for certain is some interesting numbers out of the banks. Yeah, the banking reports are very interesting. Uh, we saw that companies that are leaning towards trading revenues and trading results did very well. Companies like Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan. Uh, Wells Fargo, on the other hand, reported a disappointing quarter and cut the dividend. And I think the biggest takeaway for investors on the bank earnings was what Jamie Dimon said, which essentially was that they're prepared for tough economic times. They were prepared for some delinquencies in terms of uh, some of the loans that they have on the books. And as a result, they vastly extended their loan loss reserves, uh, something that we need to pay a lot of attention to as, as the economy moves forward. Right. And they, they almost tripled their loan loss reserves. And so that is an estimation that, of course, there's going to be some more bankruptcies than we've already seen, Mark. And we have to pay attention to that. And that is a number that we do look at. The economy is getting better. But then again, you look at the returns of the markets, for example, and you have to focus on the S&P 500 and the triple Qs, which is the national NASDAQ, the top seven companies that are out there today are up about 45%. And you can walk us through who those top seven are. Yeah. And the other, in the S&P 500, the other 493 are down 11%. That means that it's dominated by technology. It is. And you can think about the big names. It's the big boys. It's Apple, it's Amazon, it's Microsoft, Facebook, Netflix, Google, and, and on and on. I mean, those are the horses that are driving the entire market. And for me, it begs for active management and professional management of your portfolio right now. Because when you think about that ratio of seven companies that are dragging the, the index along while the other 493 are lagging, the same thing's happening in the NASDAQ. Very top heavy there in technology companies, but not all those companies make money. And of course, that's that really begs for active management. And that is a great question because the alternative to that, and we still see a lot of that, Derek, is people are buying the index. For example, if you want to buy the NASDAQ, you can buy the QQQ. If you want to buy the S&P 500 index, you could buy that as well. But you get the good with the bad. You do. And and generally speaking, you know, most of the flows, in fact, 85% of all the new flows into ETFs are going into market cap weighted uh, ETFs and index funds. And so that's kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, those those ETFs, as money comes in, will buy those stocks, individual components of those indexes at any price, no matter what the valuation. So as Mark alluded to, you know, sometimes these things get a little bit out of whack. So the question investors really need to ask is, A, is the trend going to remain in force? B, will the Fed continue to be accommodative? And C, what will happen 
to those larger stocks that are now more expensive than they were in March, what will happen to them if something were to change that causes an inflection point in terms of the types of stocks that are working in the marketplace? And Mark, when we talk about active versus passive, we're really talking about having a manager make some decisions versus buying the entire basket. Real quickly, how do people go about doing that? Well, you start with a portfolio review. You need to know what your exposure is to indexes and passive investing versus the active management because it matters right now. Because active management, you know, for the last 12 years when you're in a bull market, passive management works because the index as a whole moves forward. When you're in this, you know, volatile markets and the big swings that we had, active management sometimes holds up better because of the fact that you have somebody, to your point, Dave, who is looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly and saying this is where we want to be overweight, whether it's sector overweight, country overweight, or company overweight. Those are different things that a manager can do to earn their value. And Derek, in the last 30 seconds here, you know, there's a number of risks that remain enumerate maybe a couple of them. For example, China still is out there. Earnings are still out there. There's a couple that pe- that people certainly have to pay attention to. Well, I think the biggest risk we have right now is that the stock market has rebounded so dramatically while the economy has continued to flounder. So the valuation of the market, when you think about it on a forward basis, next 12 months is very richly priced. So, so basically, the economy needs to catch up to the fundamentals that we've seen in the performance of some of these stocks. The second risk I see would be, you know, some further deterioration in the Chinese-U.S. relationship. And finally, you know, the political dialogue that's going to ensue during the presidential campaign. What impact will higher rates and higher taxes have on uh, corporate profitability? Great. Excellent. We're going to take a quick break. If you need help with your investments and retirement plan in one place, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com, and click the Get Started button. When we come back, Deanne Phillips with some of the challenges women face when it comes to financial planning. That's next on the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight helping our clients recalibrate their investments and remain focused on their long-term plans. One piece of insight we keep sharing is don't let emotions derail your financial plan. Volatility can be unnerving, and enduring the natural ups and downs in the markets can be hard to take. But making financial decisions based on emotions might be the fastest way to damage your financial future. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for the clear, no-nonsense guidance you need. With everything going on in the world, take a moment and ask yourself, if not now, when? As a fee-only fiduciary, our job is to align your plan with your goals. Our team will focus on investments and retirement planning while putting your tax and estate plans in order. We can help, and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back, joined by Brian Fiore, Wealth Manager and Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Annie. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. We want to talk about an approach to generation of retirement income called the systematic withdrawal approach, but it also has a, well, relatively inelegant name, investment buckets. How do we best describe investment buckets? Yeah, so uh, it's, a, I guess, a philosophy and a maybe a visualization tool. So I would say segments, segmentation, different time horizons. People save and invest and build their nest egg and some of their nest egg may need short-term 
So you treat that money a little differently than if you're talking about their money that is going to support them in 15 years and 20 years and 30 years. It's definitely segmentation based on time horizon and risk appropriateness for the group of assets or nest egg that we're talking about. Is the goal to support 4 to 5% withdrawal each year? Often that's a general benchmark that's used. In our industry, there's a lot of benchmarks for everything, but often it's more personal to the client and the financial planning. So recently I'm working with a client who says, I have a pension and social security that gives me this much. I need 50,000 more than that in income. So how can we do that? For them, that's more of a, a specific dollar amount. And based on interest rates and safety of principal at the time, that kind of dictates what that is. So it could be four or 5%, but a lot of studies that take place in this area, definitely use 4 to 5% as benchmarks. Brad Fiore is a wealth manager and branch director at Annex Wealth Management. Naples, investing is ongoing, conditions change. How often are accounts rebalanced when you use investment buckets? Yeah, so that systematic approach that you talked about, um, the whole goal there is there's a, it's a guide, a format where you're taking emotions out of it, which is a benefit in investing and planning. Generally, the guide is at least annually, but this year is a good example of what can happen. How does risk tolerance figure into investment buckets? It's definitely part of it. Again, so you know you have your nest egg built and or you're building your nest egg, but you also might need a rainy day fund. You might need to fund some things in the near term that really should have no business with exposure to markets that can fluctuate a lot. So in the shorter term money that might be needed, we want to be more safe with that and use investments that are appropriate, money market funds, treasury bills, anything that's more safety seeking. And then in the middle or longer term bucket segmentations, looking for appropriate growth based on you know prudence in your plan uh, is definitely warranted. I've read that investment buckets are easier to maintain and they're more predictable over the long run. Is, is that your experience? I would say yes, again, because it's systematic. As long as you don't get too strict and too tied down to that individual bucket is for this only and this only and not flexible, it's definitely, uh, as a whole, looking at someone holistically, it is a good philosophical approach and uh, probably easier to maintain over long periods of time. We're talking about investment buckets. A different strategy is the income plan. How does that one work, just briefly? That one, if you're really strict on it, you have a short-term bucket where you draw your money from, and then you have other buckets that are longer-term that are using riskier assets to grow your assets. And those longer-term buckets are only there to feed the short-term bucket where you're drawing your money from. So if you're really strict about it, that's a little bit more detailed, you take your four or five percent or whatever your annual you know needs are from that only short-term bucket, um, and so the systematic approach becomes much more specific and um, not as flexible. In your experience, is the income plan effective, or what does history tell us? I guess there's some studies, different studies. One read recently from over the past 115 years, they compared the different types. The specific structured income one, because of its structuredness and lack of flexibility has shown a little bit more error and prone to not succeeding. A lot of that might have to do with, you, you have different investments in different types of accounts, 401ks and IRAs and trust accounts and joint accounts. And there's rules for different ones like required minimum distributions. Those, those increase over your time when you start having to take those out. So there's mandates of what you have to take out. And so, you know, sometimes the income from di different accounts comes not as planned or not as not as structured if you stick to that strict model, and that's one of the drawbacks. Getting back to investment buckets, they're somewhat complex, probably not a do-it-yourself project. 
Yeah, so do-it-yourself project. Um, it's kind of like, do you want to build your own house and maintain it? Or would you like to hire someone to help you or do it for you? Depending on how specific you use these plans and how much you like looking after these things and how much experience you have will dictate if you're part of the do-it-yourself crowd or you would like some help. We obviously are here as a professionals with a lot of experience to help those that don't want to do everything themselves. You know, when it's all said and done, investment and retirement planning is critical. Like Brian says, it's important you're working with a trusted partner. Annex Wealth Management is a fee-only fiduciary. No products to sell, no commissions to take. We're independent. We're unbiased. Brian and his team ready to help. And it's easy as heading to AnnexWealth.com. Click on that Get Started button. And Brian, we can meet with clients with a simple phone call, a video conference, or a location that works best for you. That's right. And uh, down here in Southwest Florida, with our heat and humidity, it's often thought of being safer outside. So even at an outdoor cafe or a putting green might be a good place to meet. Good choice. Brian Fiore, Wealth Manager, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. Good to speak with you. Over and over, we've heard people use the term unprecedented when talking about today's world. Truth is, from a financial perspective, we've seen much of this before. We've seen markets plunge 35%. We've seen global pandemics. We've seen unemployment skyrocket. It seems everyone has an opinion about when this will end and what we should be doing now. Frankly, it's hard to know who to trust. When it comes to your money, you need a steady voice, committed to independence, giving you a confident snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. That's what Annex Wealth Management provides. Our team of experts has decades of experience helping clients navigate economic crises. Let us give you a free portfolio review and a framework for a financial plan. Not a self-serving sales pitch, but an honest assessment of where you are, where you're headed, and how we can help. Start today. Give us a call or head to AnnexWealth.com. With everything we're facing, ask yourself, if not now, when? Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Well, the numbers back up the sobering fact that women tend to be less involved with their own financial planning matters. If they're part of a couple, the tendency can be to let the partner oversee most of the decisions, or they just plan to get a later start because of a number of factors. Then if they suffer a loss, they're in the dark and they fight uphill. Deanne Phillips, CFP, a CDFA and Director of Client Learning and Development here at Annex Wealth Management. Oh, yeah, also a wealth manager is here. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. And a kickboxer. But that's not what this is about. We're talking about a women's guide to financial self-defense. It's that bad, huh? Well, okay. It's true we see greater financial struggles when transitions happen later in life. And now that is indeed what we're seeing. So those transitions can include losing a spouse first, which statistically happens to women, losing a male spouse. Now, unfortunately, then retirement paychecks often take a cut as Social Security checks go from two checks for two people to just the highest of the two for the one person. Then there's the aspect that women live longer and they need to make sure their resources last longer. Divorce is another challenge, especially when it happens later in life. Again, we're seeing that more and more. I've heard you talk about the gray divorce divorce. over the age of 50. I hate that term. But yeah, but, you know, again, um, this often takes assets right at the cusp of retirement that would have made a financial plan work for the couple. And it splits them in half. And unfortunately, the housing situation is often doubled when you think about it. Right. You're moving from one household to two. So living expenses do not necessarily go down. Just the household income and assets go down. 
leaving the couple to wonder, do I have enough? When can I retire? How will I make this work? Then finally, the greatest transitions we see, there's disability, and that includes the potential need for long-term care. Now, if one partner is no longer able to work or needs additional care, how does that impact the other financially? All of these things we see often, Danny, I'll tell you, every day, someone with one of these circumstances walks to the door. This is why we build and need to have strong financial plans, and we stress test those plans with different circumstances. Life's not linear, I often say. Life throws things as curveballs all the time. We build those curveballs into the plan so that we can see when life throws those, how we can amend them to make the plan work and meet the person's goals. Is this generational, Deanne? I know with our clients it can tend to be where it's traditional, right, that the man might have done it. Definitely our generational differences here. And definitely we're seeing the Gen Zers, kids and the the Gen Xers, millennial generation, uh, where both the men and women are getting more involved um, statistically. And it is true, the people, the baby boomers especially, had a more as a whole traditional lifestyle so one person would take care of like the investments one person would take care of the budgeting within a household and so if one of those people are incapacitated it can leave a hole and more importantly the other person kind of not on the cusp of emotional response also not knowing where to find the pertinent information they need do you find that sometimes they make them too quickly Last week we talked about yes. annuity salespeople who come probably kind of descend and it sounds good. You got it. So people feel pushed into something and at that point they just can't handle a lot of times one more difficult decision. Mm. They go tilt. So either they don't make an important decision that they should for their own benefit or they make one without knowing all the facts. So this workshop takes on empowering yourself with knowing the right questions to ask when in certain circumstances and facing certain financial decisions decisions. We take a look at different scenarios that we might face, like when we're faced with a product that seems too good to be true, right? We talked a little bit about that last week. All risk, no upside. What are the warning signs? What do you ask the salesperson? How do you properly analyze? Now, often if something isn't our own field of study, we don't know what we don't know. And so how can we know what to ask for, what to look for, and how to see if it's right for us? Our emotions can come into play. This workshop helps sort through that, giving solid questions to ask and warning signs to watch out for in different scenarios. So whether it's from choosing an advisor just because you belong to the same organization to looking at reverse mortgages or to when an annuity seems too good to be true and lots in between. What I really like in the description is it teases something called what are red flags in common financial transactions. That alone would be worth uh, attending this webinar. So we meet with clients at our offices, but only if they're comfortable. And otherwise, we handle this on simple video hookups or even over the phone. That's fine, too. Large presentations are on hold. So we're now in a webinar world. Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense. Let's talk about when and where and how. So the webinar is happening on Monday, July 27th at 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to our website, AnnexWealth.com slash events and sign right up for it. And it's free. All of our webinars are always complimentary. And folks, when you go to our website and you look at some of the things that we're offering, like this one in particular, Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense, 
And if you don't want to wait until the 27th, if this is a pressing issue in your life, by all means, get a hold of us at AnnexWealth.com. All of our phone numbers are there. Our contact information is there. And just jump ahead and do it. And Danny, not just the bad transitions. We tend to want to focus on those. The good ones, too. If you're facing having a child or getting married or getting out of debt or a windfall or maybe I had a call today. A woman said, oh, my, my quadro, my divorce came through and now I've got this half of this pension. What do I do with it? Mm. So there are positive capitulations also always always see a professional another pair of eyes and if it's your comfort level bring a friend with you too Dean Phillips CFP CDFA director of client learning development and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense Monday July 27th on the web Dean thank you hey thanks for having me this is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight helping our clients recalibrate their investments and remain focused on their long-term plans. One piece of insight we keep sharing is don't let emotions derail your financial plan. Volatility can be unnerving and enduring the natural ups and downs in the markets can be hard to take, but making financial decisions based on emotions might be the fastest way to damage your financial future. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for the clear, no-nonsense guidance you need. With everything going on in the world, take a moment and ask yourself, if not now, when? As a fee-only fiduciary, our job is to align your plan with your goals. Our team will focus on investments and retirement planning while putting your tax and estate plans in order. We can help and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Website is AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano with Mark Oswald and Derek Felsky. And gentlemen, there is something to be considered when you talk about international economics. And the biggest thing that I see right now, Derek, is the fact that the dollar is a part of all of the conversations that we're starting to see, particularly when we're hearing reports from companies. Yeah, the dollar has been fairly weak recently, which typically would advantage growth stocks, commodities, um, commodity-oriented companies and the like, because our goods become less expensive overseas. And it's certainly something that's a change in trend. And, and it makes a lot of sense when you think about what our Federal Reserve has been doing, expanding the balance the way they have, essentially printing money, if you will, uh, that could tend to weaken the dollar going forward. And it's certainly something that we also have to pay attention to because it could ultimately affect people's expectations about future inflation. Right. And the dollar was expected to strengthen in the second half of the year. And that kind of is happening, but it's happening because of what was going around in the world, Mark, where the rest of the countries were lowering interest rates and putting us in a predicament while we were raising interest rates. Right. Well, that's not the case right now. It certainly isn't. And it's kind of a race to the bottom in a lot of ways because you've got the Fed that's doing this. But there's other central banks around the world that are also putting money into their systems and fiscal policy and monetary policy. So when you're talking about the dollar or any currency, you're, you're measuring it against another currency, generally speaking. So when the other currency, you know, whether it's the Chinese currency or the euro, the euro when that is being devalued, then the dollar is intended to, to strengthen, but that hasn't happened. You know, there is a, there's a lot of predictions that are going out there right now. And Bob Dole's a, a really respected uh, analyst and has been out there for a long time. And uh, he wrote something this week, which I pulled out and, and copied here uh, for us. And it says, the coronavirus recession and the rise in unemployment caused Donald Trump to be a one-term president. 
And the question then becomes, you know, we, you know, he, he can be wrong. It could be a flip of the coin. But there's certainly the path to him getting reelected has gotten harder. So the question becomes, Derek, what does that do to fiscal policy, to tax policy and the like? Well, I think most would agree that, you know, if the Democrats were to win the presidency as well as the Senate, uh, uh, candidate Biden has already discussed the fact that he's going to raise corporate income taxes back to 28 percent, about halfway between where they were prior to Trump and where they are currently. He's also talked about a wealth tax. He's been influenced by Elizabeth Warren to a degree on that. Um, he's talked about um, uh, re, re, capital, getting gains. capital gains, Derek, taking away well, capital gains and, and at or, certain income levels. And taxing unrealized capital gains. So some right. very aggressive proposals that you would argue are not pro-growth. So, you know, I think we'll get a sense from the market about how this is going to play out, because typically when the stock market goes down in the three months prior to the November election, uh, the incumbent loses. I will point out, though, that we're talking about polls. And if I recall, the polls for Hillary Clinton were a plus 11 at this point in 2016, and that's where Biden is currently. So a lot can change between now and November. That is right. And so the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because it is calling, it is causing consternation with our clients to say, what do we need to do right now? Well, we don't know. We don't know who's going to win uh, at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We don't know who is going to be ahead of the Senate, and so we can't make tax decisions based on, on these things that Derek is putting out there. Again, you have to be a long-term investor, and we will be nimble in, as this comes to fruition, or if it doesn't come to fruition, we will react to it. And certainly it brings to, to light things like Roth conversions when you think about what the tax rate might be at the end, of, you know, when you get into 2021 or 2022, and you think about marginal tax rates, and can you convert money from a pre-tax account to a post tax account right now. It's not for everybody, but it's a conversation that most people should be having here in Southwest Florida is if you've got an IRA and you know this is one of those years where you can maximize your tax bracket, stay in those lower tax brackets, you know what it is. That's the given, right? When you know what your tax rate is, you know what you're going to have to pay. And if you can pay those taxes today and take away the uncertainty, that might be a good strategy. And of course, Mark, you have to be a long-term investor and you have to know what you own, why it's in your portfolio, there's a way to get that done. Let's start with that free portfolio review. I mean, we do it every day. It's become routine for us, but it's a exercise that really has a value because it opens the eyes of the investor a lot of times because we look at things as a household. We don't look at it account by account by account and just give you a pie chart and say, here you go. You can look at all of the holdings in your account and you start to ask yourself, what place does this have in my financial plan? Am I well diversified? What's my equity exposure? What's my international exposure? If you haven't done that in a while, look, if you haven't done it in 10 years and you started as a 60-40 investor, you're not a 60-40 investor anymore. And so you need to get back to your risk tolerance. You need to get back to that exercise. And doing that free portfolio review is the first step in that process. And, of course, using a fee-only fiduciary is very key. That's it for this weekend. Thanks for listening. And we mean it. If we can help with your investment and retirement planning, our website is the place to start. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.